In this episode, we will be using BattleBards sound effects. Check them out, battlebards.com. And if you're signing up for a Prime account, be sure to use our code STACK to get a discount. <laughs> oh no. But she came down the other, sta- the other day, she's like, fill my nose. I'm like, why do I want to fill your nose? So I used my nose to touch her Aww. nose. Her nose was freezing. freezing. Then we got stuck and I was like, stop, stop, stop. She's like, why are you talking like that? It's your nose, not your tongue. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> anyway, my hands smell like onions. Ah, because of the omelette. Oh, you had an omelette? She made one. Yeah, I've not had an omelette ever, I think. That's ever? What, ever. That's what I get at um, Bob Evans, man. I mean, when I'm trying to be good, um, I usually get the vegetarian, which is so weird. So my problem is I'm not huge on eggs by themselves. Hmm. I've recently, I've been getting more into, like when I make shakshuka, I put a, an egg on top. Or if I go to Red Robin, I get the royal that has the egg. If it, when, when, when you've ever had eggs, did you like scrambled versus like sunny side up like a fried egg? So the last time I had eggs by themselves was on our honeymoon in 1998. Wow. <laughs> uh, I, did, I was not a fan of them growing up. And so I thought, you know what? It's been a while. Let me try them. So I had a plate of eggs. and were they, they were scrambled. Yeah, they were oh, scrambled. Oh, okay, okay. And it was, eh. And then we went out on a snorkeling trip. And it, was, r- it was rough water. Yeah. It was a gray okay. day. That, that would do it. And I, I held on to it, but not... There was not much separating yeah. <laughs> the fish from having the eggs. <laughs> mm. Now, I mean, I would say um, a good a good omelet with, you know, you've got things in it, whether it's mushrooms, onions, and stuff like that. Yeah. And then I, I put hot sauce. Yeah. And uh, before it closed, what was the name of the place? Expectations? Expectations had this one Southwestern. So not only did you have the omelet, but then they put um, like sausage on it, sour cream, um, some salsa and some avocado. Yeah, so you add enough oh. stuff. It's Man, okay. I'm telling you, it was yeah. fantastic. So um, do you like deviled eggs? I do. Okay. Okay. I do. Yeah, I think but you're you've, good. you've taken the yolk and you've mixed in a bunch of other things to yeah. make it not taste mm-hmm. as eggy. Yeah. There was an omelet oh, that I liked at IHOP when we lived in Clarksville. There was an omelet I used to get. It was called the country omelet. Yeah. And it was, little, it was like a burrito, really, because hmm. it was all wrapped up. It was, it was, so you had like, it was like a three egg omelet hmm. wrapped around Hash browns, onions, and ham. Fantastic. I'll, I'll and then there it. was melted cheese, like shredded cheese melted and sour cream on top yep. of it. It was amazing. I, when I get my omelet at, at, at Bob Evans, I usually ask for all vegetables. I don't want cheese because it makes it a little bit too greasy for me. Uh, and then I'll throw some hot sauce all over that joint all day. And I'm like, yes. Ooh. And what I miss is the family style restaurants up in the Midwest where they have like the breakfast skillets. Yep. Mm. That sounds good. There was a place called TJ's that uh, reminded us, us of like a little like restaurant. Closed during COVID though. Yeah. It's and, oh, by you? Yeah. It was over by the movie theater, which we like to go to. It was awesome. You wa- As soon as you walked in, you time traveled as well as place traveled back to Mid-wise. 1990s Lorain, Ohio or Elyria, <laughs> Ohio. And it was always old people there. Uh, and the menu was like five or six it. pages because yeah. they had everything yeah, yeah, yeah. jammed, right? Yeah, and yeah. um, and they had a casement of pies. Yeah, that they the made. That sounds right lovely, right? And now. I'm like, yeah, that's that. It was awesome. We liked it, but yeah, it didn't survive COVID, which yeah. is unfortunate. And you could get fries and gravy there. Yeah, I could get like old 
Okay, we need to just go ahead and record food. so we can go eat. I yeah. am yeah. salivating. Yeah, quite literally. <laughs> so, stackers, we are going to get this in real quick. We got a 10 minute episode and we're going to go eat some food because, yet again, we have recorded before food. Yeah. All right, so let's get going. Stackers, welcome to another episode of our ongoing 5th edition D&D adventure. I'm Rhett the DM, and with me is... Meredith as Tira Ironstag. Michael as Womberbesh Benson Mum. And Catherine as Farron. Who's ready to tell a story? Me! Me! Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them, and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon. Previously on Stack of Dice. Okay, Michael. In the last episode, Farron went off to the barracks area to scout out uh, troop presence and uh, and the strength of that garrison. Meredith went over to the prison, and you had decided to go check out the main gate. I'm going to strip down, and I'm going to leave my sausages there, and I'm going to spend um, seven side points and go microscopic form. All right, so I'm going to use investigation uh, right. and try to see how good these soldiers really are, how well they're armed. Yeah. They are very well armed. They seem to be quite adequately equipped for the weather. Remember, it's a bracing wind in the early spring, uh, wind coming off the cold ocean. So they have pretty good cloaks for being outside. All right, let me do a nature check on the wood. I want to know if it's hardwood versus like just pine. I want to know um, if there, if it's rotting versus fresh. Uh, how it's in the ground? Is it main stakes and then just rails holding on, or are they all like in the ground and maybe how far or something? Gotcha. Like that? You sniff over your shoulder, and it's a a strong smell. Is it an evergreen type of tree? Because I'm smelling the pine. Are they like no, sap or something? No. There's a coating on it to help preserve it against the salt. I see. Of the air. Okay. So okay. I'm just going to hop right onto his ankle, and I'm going to bite down hard. You peel down his woolen sock, and you just bite down as hard as you can. Yeah, yeah. Does he react? He looks down and sees this t- tiny man. A <laughs> <laughs> tiny naked American! <laughs> Torgavets is in the marketplace with you. It is busy. There are people calling for customers. They're selling their wares and all, all these things. The occasional guard is at the outskirts of the market area, but not really paying much attention. And so you're having a somewhat hushed conversation. He is still keeping up the appearance of being the dull-witted merchant. But he basically has let you know that the docks are the last remaining place of interest for the secret movement that is is planning a raid on this city in an attempt to push out the Reavers' forces, or at least do some damage to them. And so you are preparing yourselves for a trip to the docks. So any last things you want to do before that happens? Tira didn't actually sell anything that she had taken with her the first time, so nothing is uh, depleted. She's just going to stick with what she has. Gotcha. Michael, you're about the same. Yeah, is there any 
buckets of water inherently available. Sure. All right, I'm going to take it and just like dip my sausages in there and like wash off all the mud off of them okay. so they look a little bit more presentable. No problem. I'm going to grab some bolts of fabric because uh, that was the one thing I didn't have last time. And so I just want to cover all my, <laughs> increase my opportunities. Okay. Provisioned as you are, you head off in the direction of the docks and it's easy to find. Not only is the, you're, you're basically going against the wind to get there, but the smell of salt water. And as you tumble out of the jumble of buildings that form the city, and out onto the busy docks. I want you to describe a little something, each of you. Catherine, what is something you hear? Again, it's busy docks. There are large ships bobbing at anchor. There are freight ships that are pulled up at some of the docks and there's unloading going on. There are people all over the place, but what are some of the sounds you might hear? I hear the horns of some of the boats coming in. Wait a minute. We're not in, we're not in steam like time like horns. They wouldn't be horns. Why wouldn't they be horns? This, these are sail ships. They don't have horns. Maybe bells, but bells. I hear the bells um, on the ships. Unless <laughs> some dudes coming in. <laughs> 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 Stop it. Uh, I hear birds. Yes. Thank you. Great. I you keep have... the commotion of the people talking. Okay, Meredith. Let's go with something you see of interest. There's a a ship that's a bit larger than most that are already tied up that is on its way in from the from the deeper waters. Yeah, the Great White Sea. Mhm. It's flying the the colors of the Reaver's flag. Okay, so the black and white. The black and white colored flag. The pennant snaps in the wind. And it is angling toward the last remaining open berth to our right. Okay, good. And Michael, smells. I, I Once you get closer to the piers, you're immediately hit by like, the pier smell. You know what I mean? Like that like sort of sort of rank fishy type type smell. Yep. Uh, but at the same time, I can tell, I can smell like hints of like sweat BO from, you know, the sailors, mm-hmm. uh, as well as um, a little bit of like a... Um, like a tarish type smell, um, whether it's coming off of torches or whether they've dipped their hair in the tar. And um, also, I can smell... Um, Tell us why somebody would dip their hair in tar. Well, they keep their, keep their hair out of their faces while they're working on the, on the ship. And then that's what those flaps are. Uh, that Those are the tar catches uh, on the Navy, uh, Navy uh, uniforms, is to catch the tar. Um, anyway, and then also I smell like hint of um, like a grog, a grog. Um, if you're on ship, especially in those days, they had to have things that kept for a long period of time, and it wasn't just a straight alcoholic beverage. They sort of mixed it, and that's what was grog. Um, can't really smell like tack because it's just a dried-up piece of bread cracker. Uh, but yeah, just just the seaward seamanship type of pier-type smells. Yeah. Uh, somebody else has set up a an enterprising soul, has set up a small cook stand, and so there's the smell of frying food. Ooh. Uh, it goes a long way to masking some of the smell of the dead fish that are bumping up against the pilings of the piers. Looking out, you do see a couple belly-up fish bumping against the slimy supports as the tide comes and goes. However, overall, it's got all the hallmarks of a very busy port. And judging from your limited knowledge of this area, Seragavan is probably one of the 
largest of the uh, of the seaward ports of of Trand, especially southern Trand. All right, so you are here, and you are here to do an assessment. Why don't you have a quick conversation among yourselves to maybe divide out how you want to approach it, and then go from there. I want to go sell or try to sell my sausages to the person that's cooking, and I'm going to ask him some questions maybe about um, who's coming and going or something like that. I think that's a good approach. That's a good approach. Um, Farron, you have the most actual military experience of the three of us. Would you be willing to make your way towards that large ship that is getting ready to dock? I'm thinking it might be bringing in more troops. Maybe you can get an assessment of how many there are and what their purpose here might be. Yeah, I'll try to scope out what what they're bringing in. Okay. Um, I guess I'll walk along the docks and try and see if I can overhear something that would be of interest to Torkovitz. I'm not really sure. I'll try and blend in. Okay. Why don't we do a quick roll just to see who goes first? And we're just taking straight number. 13. 6. 11. All right. I go last. Tira is first. We're going to do the same five areas. So it's numbers and then strength, weakness, opportunity, threat. I just pick one of those and then as they go, they'll pick another one. Yeah. Okay. So we're not each doing all five. Correct. Got it. Got it. Between the three of you, you're doing the five. Okay. Okay, so yep. I'm looking for numbers. numbers. Yeah, you are scoping out the number of Reaver-related personnel here. I'm going to be sort of just perusing the docks and trying to blend in to get an, uh, trying to overhear things and get a sense of the feeling in this area. Um, one last question. Because we're sharing the five, like if I say I use Insight, then they also can't use insight, or could they use insight on their own turns? It's going to be a little less restrictive now. Um, you just have to, you can't do it back to back. Okay, got it. So you like could. I wouldn't be able to do insight again, but maybe after Kat goes, then Michael could. Yes, correct. Okay, just, that, just for example. Okay. Tira is going to head off in the opposite direction. Uh, you know, off, she's going to head off to the left instead of towards the ship. Okay. That's where Farron is going. Right. Um, and as she's walking sh- down the, the main, not heading down any of the legs toward a ship, just the main yeah. walkway. Um, I guess I'll go with perception. All right. Sounds good. To, uh, as I, uh, looking around me and checking for other signs of other reaver flags flying from other ships. Mm-hmm. There are numerous ships in the harbor, um, but let's go ahead and roll and see just how much you Because my, my, my thinking is, if I see other reaver flags, I could, I could make a guess on like the complement of that ship for the numbers thing. Nope. It is very busy, and you're somewhat shorter than most of the folks milling about That's here. True. Uh, that and folks are carrying heavy items that obscure your vision. So just when you get to a point where you think you can scope things out from a good vantage point, something comes along to block your vision. 
it's very busy. So why don't you just come up with a number of how many folks and ships you think are here? Okay. Um, it seems that most of the berths are full. They, most of them have a ship docked there. Um, she's just going to assume that a good third of the ships are specifically Reaver, um, are specifically tied to the Reaver and his armies. Um, How about a number? Yeah, yeah. I was just, come, I was just trying to come up with a, she's going to assume a complement per ship of maybe 25. How many ships? Like you said, a third yeah, of the ships. Yeah, a third of the that, ships docked. I don't know how many. That's what I'm asking you. Oh, so just, I get to, I get to decide how many ships are docked at this thing. Yeah, you're, you're basically, <laughs> you're estimating. Yeah. I'm estimating. Okay, a third of the ships, I'll say it's two. So I guess six in, ships docked. Yeah, in, and then plus, so six ships docked, and then there's that one coming in, I okay. guess. So not counting that one that's coming in, two ships. So a total of 50? Yeah. Okay. Now, this is not me making law. This is what she's assuming. I could be way off. Yeah. Oh, he's going to make it to where you are way off and there's way more. I know, of course. <laughs> <laughs> there's submarines there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Catherine, it is your turn. That was a fail, by the way. Yeah, I know. All right, so I'm heading over to the right to the Reaver's ship. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't know that Farron has a lot of experience with the ships. You would not, coming from a plains people. Right. right, okay. I try to do my best to ascertain some level of command structure by what's happening as they are docking and, you know, being commanded to do this or that. Yeah, the way I see it is realizing that you're out of your element on water, there are other things you can focus on. Okay, um, right, right. Yeah. So that's what I was trying to do? Yeah, perfect, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was I was affirming that. Okay. Okay. And with that, I know that Tira was really interested in the number of troops that might be coming in on the ship. Mm-hmm. And the ship is a lot bigger than the other ships that uh are there at the docks at the moment. Um what I see is what? <laughs> What I see is about three different, um, I guess what's the word? Would it be troops or regiments or what? Like three, I can see three distinct, three distinct um, commands there. Sounds good. um, Where I can see there's groupings there where one person is kind of like giving the, the spiel and there's about maybe five people. That would under each group. Okay. So right now I see 15 people that are working on the deck. Okay. So what check are you going to do? Um, that you, is the question, as, isn't it? Yeah. As you look for strengths of this area, things that would make it difficult to attack. Right. I'm trying to figure out if I should be looking for armaments. Uh, that would fall under strengths. You want to know what kinds of weaponry they have on hand also. They have Gatling guns. You should probably know about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that would be a real big strength. Um, Yeah, so I'll I'll look for armaments both on the person and on the ship. And so in doing that, I'm just trying to figure out if Farron would have a disadvantage because it is a ship and she's not as queen. Except I 
I've been flying on an airship, so I kind of get that and the idea. a lot of stuff is transferable. You may not know much about naval battle, right? But you still understand aspects of right. And I could see where some parts would be fortified or not, and stuff like correct. that. correct. Okay, so I guess I will use. I mean, if you want to give yourself disadvantage, that's <laughs> I was going to say, why no, would you I ever suggest that? <laughs> I don't want to give myself disadvantage. I'm going to use insight for that. Well, no. Insight's probably not the right not... way to go with that. Okay. Insight is if you're trying to determine motive. I was trying to use a filled in one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to use that's acrobatics. Why, that's, yeah. <laughs> why that's, why I backed away, that's why I backed away from investigation because I had a terrible modifier, ah. but it didn't end up helping me in the end. I rolled a three. Did you? Yes. <laughs> investigation? Would that make sense? Yes. Yeah. You are you're investigating. scoping out the area with a critical eye to achieve a specific end. Yeah, you're, I think that's well within the parameters. Okay. Well, I guess I got to roll first. It's going to be a fail anyway. <laughs> I'm so intelligence modifier. Intelligence. Yeah, I didn't make it. I knew that was going to happen. Ten. Yeah, maybe your visual senses are a bit overwhelmed by all the activity. It just looks so crowded here that it's difficult for you to come up with any sort of meaningful assessment of the strengths. Can you provide a strength that Farron might think is accurate for this area? I'm assuming that they have some kind of armament in the hull. Okay. And based on the number of people I observed. Gotcha. Because of that, maybe you have an inflated sense of just how strong this area is. Okay. Michael, the weaknesses. Okay. I'm going to use, um, I was going to use investigation, but since Catherine took it, I'll try to use perception. I'm going to talk to the guy at the, at the, 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 the stand, food stand. I, I'd like to talk through it if I succeed. Um, okay. Uh, you approach him, okay, and he. Th- there's a smell, a very earthy smell. It's it's a savory smell, but it's earthy. And he's scraping away at at, at the cook surface. Is it mushrooms? He puts a spatula under it. It's a shiny spatula. It's obviously seen a lot of use. And he slides it into a pan that he's just pulled out from a from an oven there in the stand. And he's licking his lips as he's doing it. And it's a mushroom casserole. Nice. Oh, I see. You made some mushroom dish. Yes, this is the best thing I've had. I, is, is, that, a, is that for sale? You better believe it. Oh, okay. Um, I, I, can I have some of that? Five coppers. You got okay, it. Okay, okay. Five coppers. Here we go. I'm going to put five coppers down and say, hey, listen, I've got some sausages. Maybe you could uh, make something with them. Are you interested in getting some? Oh, some this sausages? is a vegetarian stand. Oh, okay. Well, these are made out of plants. <laughs> It's no, uh, a new plant-based <laughs> yeah, It's called the a miracle sausage. <laughs> Impossible sausage. Impossible. Um, um, I, yeah, Wamper doesn't even know what vegetarian means, so he's going to say, what, what's that? Impossible what's... sausage is a trademark name. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you, okay, yeah, so I'm going to eat some of the mushrooms and I'm going to talk to him. So um, there's a lot of, a lot of ships here. There seems to be a lot of, like, uh, are, these, are these just sailors, or do you think they're Marines too, or...? I don't know. I just sell food. How long have you been been here? About a week. Oh, okay. So you're you're kind of new to the area. Oh yeah. He hasn't rolled anything yet. So you're useless. Well, he's not really assessed anything oh. yet either. Okay, so he's not going to be much help. I hope you like it. Oh, thank you. It's it's really good. It's really good. You haven't even had any yet. Oh yeah, thanks. Here, and he takes a fork and he pokes it in and like holds it towards your mouth. Okay, I'm gonna use my fingers and take a piece off and say, "Mmm." It's hot. 
Mm, it's good. Yeah. It's real good. It's real good. Mm. Yeah, I'll, I'll have some of that. I, I already put the copper down, so yeah. when do I get my bowl? of? Yeah, you've got it. Okay, cool. All right, so as I mean, I'm just going to try to talk as much to it. I'm going to use uh, perception, and uh, let's see. Hold on a second. Uh, perception, that 15, and plus 4. So yeah, I make it. Wait, what's the total? Uh, 15 plus 4, so 19. Okay, you do make it. A potential weakness as you're standing there in this place, uh, because he staked out a corner of a dock, um, he has waterside view of much of the area. And one thing that strikes you, one of the reasons you enjoyed living in the forest was because it was harder for people to sneak up on you. Between the underbrush and things that were on the forest floor making crackling sounds, and also the narrowness of the spaces between the trees, it was more difficult for animals or people to sneak up on you. You could see that being a similar case here. Not so much the stuff underfoot, but the narrowness of the walkways. And so while that could be a defensive advantage, Narrowness works both ways. And so an attacking force pushing into the dock area could potentially uh, cause problems for sailors on the docks, knocking them off into the water, that sort of thing. Um, do any of them seem to look uh, weary, like like they've traveled a long way, so they're not exactly full strength? Like In other words, do, do they seem weary from a journey to get here by boat? Uh, weariness is a difficult one. There are some that appear to from the tan on their skin. Maybe it looks like they've, they've been out on the water for a while. Uh, red, red, raw skin from the wind. Okay. A uh, combination of wind Burn. and sun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I was hoping this guy was like part of the place and I could actually ask him some more information about this stuff. But okay. All right. Opportunities. Meredith. Um, Tira is continuing her walk down the, the main stretch there. Mm-hmm. She's assumed that there's at least 50 soldiers on their way in or are already docked there mm-hmm. and is waiting to hear what Farron has to say about the ship coming in. Uh, as I near one of the, one of the, uh, the, the berth on the end going this way, I see who I assume to be the, the captain or owner of that particular boat working the, tying it off and everything. He's down on the, the actual dock working on tying it up. I'm thinking of using intimidation to talk to him. And it's not the ship that she's walking up to is not one of the ones that she assumed or that, she, that has, is showing the reaver flag, I guess, because she wouldn't want to go up to him and talk about <laughs> the impending danger of the thing. Um, <laughs> she's trying to get from him what the sense of the people at the docks is of what danger they're in. I guess to try and figure out if the townspeople, how the townspeople feel. Well, we already know that the townspeople don't like the the presence of the soldiers, don't we? Um, you've not actually seen that. Uh-huh. Um, so you can get a sense. Okay, so maybe she's trying to get a sense of if they can rely on civilians to join them in the event that, you know, an alterca- not an altercation, but um, an engagement begins. Okay. All right, so she's going to head... I guess I, I guess I should roll to see how smooth she's going to be when she talks before yeah. I start talking. Uh, so far. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be super smooth. So intimidation. Uh, luck point. That's my last one. Man, I'm glad you got luck. No yeah. joke. Okay. Okay. 
All right. Uh, 18 total. That is a success. How are you going to approach this conversation? It, by the way, it's not the captain. The captain wouldn't be tying off well, the ship. Well, that's true. That's and so true. you've got just uh, a regular sailor. Yeah. And you said you're approaching a non-reaver ship? Yes. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Because like I said, she's trying to find out if they can, if they can rely on the civilians to okay. whether they would join their cause or, or whether they would you know, band together. Right. So remember, you're trying to intimidate here. Right. Right. Uh, and I figured she's, she's going to go the route of implying risk. Which way, ooh, which way do I want to pro- uh, approach it? As she walks up. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> okay, I'll tell you everything I know. <laughs> she takes out a revolver. Stick him up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I thought the reaver was bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I did not think this through. I forgot I was going to have to actually talk. <laughs> All right. As she walks up, maybe she notices he's being a little clumsy with it. Yeah, he's just about tied his clothes into the yeah. tie-off. All right. Uh, so she's, as she approaches the, the tie-off, oh, oh, you are going about that all wrong. Let me, what? I, I, think huh? you're, I think you're about to get caught in the ropes. Here, let, me, let me help you tie that up a bit more securely. I, I'm tying it. Yes, I understand. But she's going to sort of sidle in there with No, him. tying it. I'm tying it. I understand. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're talking to a sailor. You need to be rougher than that. <laughs> be, be, be straight up. That's okay. Zero. All right, fine. All right. Well, you're tying it wrong. What? You're going to be stuck to the dock along with the boat, and she's going to like elbow him out of the way and do a, a, some kind of a... It's not going to be a sailor's knot, obviously, because she doesn't know any sailor's knots, but she's just going to do like a super rough, super tight knot. Okay. Maybe yank his shirt out of there. There, see, this will hold much better. There's a ripping sound as his shirt gives way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my last tearaway shirt. <laughs> um, you know, there's, uh, there's some bad folks about here. You want your ship tied off properly in case, I don't know, who knows what could happen. Do you want your ship just drifting off to sea when, when you know, uh, when a... Oh, my goodness! <laughs> what does this end at I was about I was about to say bad guys. <laughs> when those bad hey, guys come around? You can around? always pull a Peter and say, you brigand! <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. <laughs> no, I know what I want to say. I'm just not doing it very well. Okay, I'm going to abandon <laughs> that line because <laughs> it's not ending well. What kind of captain of the ship would let a, a, a incompetent sea dog like you do the mooring? Your ship could have floated off in the middle of battle. He looks stunned as he realizes the truthfulness of what you're saying because of the, the good role. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. He starts grumbling to himself. Already got these nasty types around here and tired of them. We're all tired of them. I guess I better get back to work. I'm sorry. Won't happen again. Just don't, just don't tell the captain, will you? Sailor. No, um, you're lucky I'm in a forgiving mood today. Just make sure. Man. <laughs> Who are you? Wait, 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 wait,
Why do you even That was fine. That's good. I'm like, man, this guy's like, who is this lady? I know. He gets back on board and he's like, Captain, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's like, what are you talking about? Captain, there's this lady. She's bothering me on here. Can you take care of her? Is she new on the crew? Yeah, yeah. You're lucky I'm in a forgiving mood today. Just make sure that you work on your knots. <laughs> work, work on your knots, sailor. All the intimidation just fell right off there. He's like, wait a minute, you're not a sailor, are you? You don't know anything. Get out of here. Oh, my word. Okay. <laughs> We might have to redo this episode. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's I, fine. Just, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. It's going to be like cutting it's gonna be, it. You're like, it's going to be 20 minutes long. It what? is. Once yeah, we get all the useless stuff out of it, it'll be like an 18-minute episode. <laughs> and all the dead silence, we're like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> what is this? I oh. was doing the opportunity. Okay, okay. So I, I, I've definitely gleaned that the people of the town would be on the side of the resistance yeah. once a fight breaks out. While you're wrapping up the conversation, you hear a, a quiet voice from behind you. You did well to set him right. Tira reels around. Captain Smith, at your service. <laughs> now she's intimidated. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> John Smith? <gasps> Captain John Smith? Um, I'm, I'm just glad I was, I was here to notice that, Captain. Uh, I certainly wouldn't want your fine ship to be a loss in any action that might... He puts might. up a hand... Fine ship. You don't know much about ships, do you? This tub, it's a fisher. But I'll take it. She's my pride and joy. I'll tell you what, the biggest risk is that if this port gets closed, we're not the only ones out. The bad guys are too. Although, there's enough treacherous water even inside this dock area that if you could lure them in, you might be able to do some damage. But you didn't hear that from me. Of course not, and she winks. Oh, you got something there. <laughs> Sorry, ma'am, I'm married. <laughs> my life, my love, and my lady is it's the sea. <laughs> Feeling her great good luck getting ready to wear off because she can't carry off the sailor thing much longer after that, she just claps him on the shoulder and heads back up to the... To slaps the him on the butt. <laughs> <laughs> good game, sailor. <laughs> <laughs> that is the stunning conclusion to the conversation. Oh, man. All right. All right Tira that. rolls on after a successful opportunities check. And yes. Catherine Farron has the threats. And that is called check. the die roll because... <laughs> this is the determiner. You're two and two in this, uh, in this one. You can do it. You can do it. And I will say, given your military expertise and your critical eye... You can do this check with advantage. Yay. What have you chosen, though? Have you chosen anything? No, because nope, I, was, yet. I was I uh, was trying to think of something while Meredith was doing her turn, but then I was like, I have no idea what's happening. So I stopped, and I just started to pay attention yeah, to you're what gonna, you're gonna have to You're going to have to reiterate what Michael learned, because while he was, while you guys were doing that, that's when I was forming my intimidation plan, <laughs> so I didn't. He learned that the weaknesses of the area were the narrowness of the docks. Okay. That could be a problem for defenders trying to hold off a force coming at them. While they could defend it easily, mm -hmm. they have a narrow front and could be shoved into the water, that mm -hmm, sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And then I failed the strength 
check. Right. And to, to try you and... succeeded the opportunities just now. I did. Yeah. You're two and two. Two up, two down. And this and is the fifth and final check. Okay. And just so I'm, I don't check for the same thing, the opportunities. The other people there, they're against the Reavers people, right? Yes. And something about attacking from the water. Uh, he was just mentioning the choppy water could be could be hazardous to people who aren't don't know how to sail. I guess mm-hmm. you could you could you could get all tangled up. Ships could get turned around and stuff. Um, basically, the only checks that are not open to you are intimidation and whatever you have already used. But every, anything else, you're good with. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry. What wow. are you laughing at? I'm laughing at. I'm. I'm just glad I bit that dude in the last episode. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, well, I am actually thinking of doing something. It's just that I don't want to act it out. It's just an idea I wish somebody else could act out. No, go ahead and do it. Hook it up. It's the last thing between us and lunch. Honestly, though, you guys, I'm actually trying. I was thinking of trying to. Uh, do it. No. It, give it all for the game. No. Entertainment value, come on. No. She's going to do performance and. You could. Performance. I wish I could just roll a successful roll and actually improve my performance on this <laughs> podcast. Aww, um, no. Let's see. Why don't you roll to become a threat? And then you could, you know. See if I'm a yeah, threat. Yeah, 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 exactly. All right. Well, Farron's thinking that maybe after these sailors get off the ship, they're going to be taken. Some, I mean,. Some kind of shore leave. I mean, mm-hmm. they're going to get off the docks. They're going to want to eat. They're going to want to relax a bit because they've just come in from the water. Correct. And uh, they're going to want time to carouse. Mm-hmm. And I think that if I could see that the majority of the the crew is going to be out gallivanting, then that would be an opportunity to... Uh, find a way to get closer to the ships or closer to things that are being abandoned while yeah. they're... So that would be a good opportunity. Uh, you're looking at threats. You're looking for things that if you don't take the docks, what threats could that pose? Oh, I was looking at a threat that yeah, it would threat be a threat, to threat them. for them yeah. that they were leaving their stuff. This is a threat to you, a to your to side. Us. Yeah, And that's fine. That You can flip that and see what are the... What are the problems if the sailors are allowed outside of this area? Right. If they go into the town, they start carousing, they get all drunk and riled up, they could cause a huge problem. And all sailors do that. Okay. So, yeah. So, I'm going to turn that around and I'm going to see if they're still going to be holding close and dear to this ship and they're not going to be allowed shore leave. Staying at their posts. Yeah. 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 All right. So, what are you going to check? That could be insight, right? Like I think motivations and so. intentions. I think so. Yeah. I have it filled in. Okay, cool. Then do that one. I remember this check is with advantage. I have no modifier, but I have I can. But if it's filled in and you get to you get to add four. Okay. With, with advantage, do you need a twenty? So I'll yeah, I do. So I'll use uh insight. You can do it, you can do it. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Okay, okay. yes. Uh seventeen plus four. You succeed. Okay. Through, now I have to do something. <laughs> uh, that's okay. Just we'll, we'll just do this. Yeah. 
as you're observing, you're coming back from your walk, trying to assess the strength of the area. You hear several of the sailors talking about what they're going to do. It's obvious that they are not, at this point, there's nothing keeping them close to the ships. And so they are ready to go cut loose. Additionally, your trained eye lets you know that this, the dock area, is the key to the city. The side that controls the docks will have not only access to reinforcements, but to supplies. If the resistance cannot take this over, the threat is that they are going to be overwhelmed eventually because the Reaver will just keep on sending fresh stuff through the docks. So, overall success. Came down to the last roll. Good job, Catherine, on the roll. That means you had three out of four successful checks overall. Yes. The barracks did not work. However, the prison, the gate, and the docks did, giving your side enough useful intelligence to formulate a more accurate plan of attack. And so we'll figure out what happens with that next time. So let's go ahead and get some experience points. Yes. For the successful checks, that was three out of five, you'll each get 15 because you participated jointly. And before we go much further with that, we rise up and away. The slate gray roofs of the port city of Saragavan fall away, and we ascend high above the looming mountains rimming the valley, slicing through the brisk seaborne winds. From our elevated height, the land below becomes uniform. In the city, dark masses boil in activity, and the larger forms of the black and white sailed ships bear testimony of the Reaver's presence. We shiver. It's cold up here, frigid in this northern region, but we feel a sudden splash of adrenaline-fueled heat when we notice several things. Twisting in the air to look northwest, we see the uplands and a strong city, its stone walls standing firm. Outside the miles-off walls, battalions are forming. Weary riders slide sideways from their lathered horses to stumble to the throne room to deliver their grim news. The relief of Saragavan is forming as the provisional leader of Trand assembles a growing army. Turning to the distant south, we see the narrow neck where Trand joins with the mainland of Edelin, and a dark blur there indicates the presence of an approaching army. We're familiar enough with the telltale signs by now to know without a doubt it's yet another of the Reaver's armies, rushing from somewhere in Dunmoraga to bolster the presence in Trand. But even more concerning is that east and north, across the vast expanse of the Great White Sea, we see more sails making their way around the horn of far-off Rindis. The Reaver's southern armies, done for now with despoiling Muwaka, are being rushed north for a concerted push to establish a firm footing in Tran. And there, floating above the minuscule armada, is an incongruous gleam of white where a sleek hull glides in the air. A missing airship made of light-colored wood, paces the ships below like a trained hawk follows the hunt. The Reaver is coming to Trand. They have an airship now. I think you missed the special episode. I think so. Yeah. Remember me asking a question about white or black, and I didn't give you any... Oh. I didn't listen to that either. I forgot about it. Oh, Oh, I'm going to have to listen to it now, man. And we we have no way to get, like, readily to get to ours. I'm wondering, well, I'm wondering if that is ours, if they stole it. Oh, no, I hope not. 
Oh, buddy. All right. Okay. Uh, let's talk Norse battle. <sighs> let's see. I should go back and remember what we did. Oh, no. You went to the docks. I know it. <laughs> I mean, it's a little specific. Um, let's see. I can't think of anything. And that's okay. What did you do? Oh, you tried Nothing. to talk. You tried to talk. Yeah, I had a successful role, but I tried to talk to the yeah. He's a vegetarian. I was trying to get some anything. more information about what was going on. I was like, I've only been here a week. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. Yeah. A week can be a long time. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got some good food out of it, though. You, ain't you got mushroom ketchup for the first time. Turn you that got junk anything up. to eat. Yeah. Can we stop talking about food, please? And it's hot and filling. Savory, spicy. Okay, so let's just go ahead and recap it. Woohoo! All right, Tira is 35 points into level 12. Okay. Wamberbash is 40 points into level 12. Wow. Uh, I have to do math. Hold on a second. My brain's not working that well today. Is it right? Yes, I think that's right. 112. No, no, no. <laughs> Times 32. <laughs> Carry the 17. I'm a thousand points into level twelve. Farron is actually eleven points into level twelve. Nice level up episode. Okay, (laughs) congratulations. We need to take a look at that and get your own level up episode out. Well, good. You've made some progress and you have helped the cause. And uh, I think that's going to fit nicely with some of the things that you talked about in your level up episode, Meredith. And obviously. It's a win for the home team. So we'll see what happens next right here at Stack of Dice. Well, you're tying it wrong. What? You're going to be stuck to the to the dock along with the with your oh my word. <laughs> <laughs>